Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. For the first time in the franchise's 150-year history, the Hamilton Tiger Cats have won 13 games thanks to a dominating performance against the visiting Ottawa Red Blacks. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. It is a Tiger Cats victory, but not only... A Tiger Cats victory, but a franchise record Tiger Cats victory today. 33 12 the final in favor of the black and gold over the visiting Ottawa Red Blacks. And for the first time in Hamilton's 150 year history, the Cats have won 13 games in a regular season. 13 and 3. Boy, does that ever sound. Well, number one, unbelievable. But number two, and more importantly, it feels amazing. 13 wins here in 2019. The Red Blacks, by the way, have 13 losses. They are 3-13 and 13 on the year. As always, we are going to take your calls at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on today's game. Vote for your player of the game as well. That email address is rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. And we are broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello to all our fans who are watching on Facebook. If you haven't done so already, download the Fifth Quarter Podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast, be it Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you download your podcast. Past episodes also online at 900CHML.com. It was a yonder of a first half, wasn't it? I mean, it was a field goal fest as the team's who were combating each other today. We're just trading field goals. 6-3 for the Cats after the first quarter. 12-9 for Hamilton at halftime. But it, it did pick up in the third quarter for sure, and certainly in the fourth, where the Ticats, uh, by the end of this game, scored 16 unanswered points against Ottawa to wrap up this ball game. At one point, as I mentioned, it was 12-9, and the Cats just railroaded Ottawa in half number two. Starters versus subs. I know it was a topic of conversation coming into this game, but I do like the approach that head coach Orlando Steinauer and the staff and the players uh, adhered to today. Hamilton's at home. Franchise record 13th win is on the line. You know, reward yourself and reward your fans who have come out all season with a total team effort. And what I mean by that is keep the starters out there until you are all but assured of that win. And, you know, by 30-12, to 12, I think it was, uh, Hayden Moore came in for Dane Evans because, you know, at that point, there's four and a half minutes left to play. Uh, Ottawa was not flexing its muscle at all. Really doesn't have any muscle to flex, but the game was well in hand. So I like the approach that the Cats took today. Get the win at home. Again, reward yourself as a team because this is a team accomplishment. Everyone who has set foot on the field this year, home and away, has played a part in this franchise record 13-win season. And being at home, you want to reward the fans as well. Fans have come out to each and every game, or as many games as they can, and they have cheered on the Ticats, so they got rewarded as well. And not only the ones that are in the stadium, but you could be in another country, you know, listening online or watching online or just uh, scrolling through your score feed 
and uh, picking up the score of the football game and cheering from a distant land. There is, well, I guess a minor red flag to touch on today is that the Ticats do still have to clean up some issues. We saw an interception today, and, and mind you, Dane Evans could have thrown three interceptions today. One was called back by a pass interference penalty, which I wholeheartedly agreed with. One was dropped by an Ottawa player, and the other one was, in fact, an interception early on in that ball game by Gump Hayes, and he had a pretty good game for Ottawa today. But, yeah, they got to clean out those little errors, the interception, the blocked punt, which led to uh, a field goal for the Red Blacks, and they also had a missed field goal as well, Liram Haralahu in the fourth quarter missing an 18-yarder. That's one of those you just kind of look at your uh, your replay screen and think, well, how did he miss that? So some minor issues to clean up. No game is going to be perfect. No player is going to have the perfect game. Um, but heading into the playoffs, these types of issues, turnovers, block punts especially, the missed field goal, that's got to be cleaned up. There were some great plays today, including the onside kick. A phenomenal call by special teams coach Jeff Reinbold. It is 6-3 to three in the first quarter. The Ticats call an onside kick, and nothing comes of it in terms of points, but I think they put that in the back of the mind of any team that they're going to face off against in the East Final to say, hey, we got to watch out for that. So good on the Ticats for not necessarily playing a vanilla game today, although in the first half you could probably say they were somewhat vanilla. But they they gave whoever they're going to face in the playoffs something to think about today. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on today's game. Vote for your player of the game as well. That email address is rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter is yeah as well. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Zamprin or at am900chml. Also, we're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can chime in there as well. Let's go to the phones, and Dave is called into the program. Hey, Dave, how are you? Rick, how's it going, buddy? I am... Tickety boo. <laughs> okay. Now, when when Mazzoli went down, if someone told me that we were going to have the greatest year in Tyne Cats regular season history, I would have put money on the table. I would have been right so, there with you. So, I mean, it just shows you how how impossible to predict it is. Um, you know, the year that something like that happens, they've gone through four or five running backs. And they just keep winning. And it just shows the way this team's built, depth within. I mean, and, and I'm going to use the receivers as an example. Look at Marcus Tucker and Jalen Marshall and uh, Jalen Acklin. I mean, the way that the uh, our team's finding talent here is just incredible. And, 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 and just looking at it coming next year and the year after, we're going to have to let go of some pretty good guys because uh, there ain't room for all of them. That'll be a worry for another year. Let's just win the cup this year, and then oh, and then we can no, deal with it. I'm, I'm just giving credit to their their ability to find these guys and put them on the roster. Where it seems like a few years ago they couldn't find anybody. 
No, it's a great you know? point. Their their scouting staff has hit a lot of home runs with the guys that they brought in. And Terrell Sutton is a guy that is a prime example, a guy who was sitting at home doing nothing, waiting for a phone call, and the Ticats say, you know what, we're, we're down to our fifth, sixth, seventh starting running back here. Terrell, uh, come in and see what we can, uh, what you can do, and he has been spectacular. He, he, what a difference he's made uh, having him out there. Their, their offense is just so – it's just it, – it feels like when they when they have to score, they score. Like even today, the game was getting a little close. The you know, second half started, still a little close, and then like, no, no, deep to banks, let's go. You know, it's just it's. I just love what they're doing. Um, uh, for today, I'm going to say uh, Evans is is the player of the game. What a game he had! Um, I know you were saying they need to clean up some stuff, but I mean, just think of what we we watched in the past. I mean, <laughs> I'll take I'll take a 20 point win today. Um, uh, with a few mistakes, that's for sure. And you know what? They got two more games to go uh, uh, make this record a little bit harder to beat uh, for any future teams. And then if they win it all, you, you might be looking at the greatest team in Ticats history right here. You know what? If they if they win their last two games and go 15-3 and three and win the Grey Cup, you can say this is one of the best teams in CFL yeah. history, because there aren't too many teams that, yeah, there aren't too many teams with that record to win the cup with their backup. Cor- I can't think of one with a backup QB. I'm just a happy, happy man right now. It's fun walking down uh, the street with your Ticat jersey with your peacock feathers out back. You know, it's uh, it's about time, and uh, with this coaching staff and, and the way the team uh, is bringing in this talent, uh, I, I think you know we're we're looking good for the future as well. Without a doubt, Dave. Appreciate the call. Cheers, buddy. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Rick at 900chml.com is the email address. We have some emails flooding in. Uh, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml on Twitter as, as well. Use the hashtag fifth quarter and some comments uh, coming in on CHML's Facebook page as well. I should mention my player of the game is also Dane Evans. And... Yeah, it wasn't the greatest start, and yes, he threw an interception. Um, but at the end of the day, when you throw for 452 yards against any opponent, um, who cares that Ottawa is now three and 13? They're still, you know, they they were playing hard on defense. But Dane Evans just found a way to find the open receiver. He had a number of great throws. Uh, there was one to Braylon Addison, uh, tight on the sideline, hit Brandon Banks for that 60-yard touchdown. Uh, Dane Evans today, 32 of 41, 452 yards. Uh, that's got to be, um, you know, a number that he'll look at probably at the end of the season to say, wow, 452. And I know he's thrown for, I think, 401 was his highest up until this point. But that's a lot of yards in a game that really didn't mean anything to either team. Yeah, the Ticats were playing for a record 13th win, but at the end of the day, they're not moving up in the standings. They're not losing ground in the standings. We know that they're clinched for first place. They have that uh, first-round playoff buy into the East Final. So it, it really didn't matter if they won this game. Although psychologically, I do think, now that I think about it, it does mean something because they've achieved something that no other Ticats team has ever done. 13 wins in a season with a backup quarterback. It is astounding. I just, and I agree with Dave, that day in July when Jeremiah Masoli goes down against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Dane Evans comes in and the defense really controls that football game and solidifies a win for Hamilton. I don't think anybody thought, you know, this team is going to win the most games of any Ticats team uh, clinch a first-round bye 
with uh, you know three four weeks left in the season, I, I thought it was going to be a struggle. I think we all thought it was going to be you know scratch and claw into the playoffs, and let's hope the defense gets the job done, and maybe Dane will have a good game or two here and there. But he's been good the last four or five weeks, especially. He's been really really good. This team has now won one two three four games in a row, and when you are a team. Like the Ticats, knowing that you're going to the playoffs, uh, the last couple of weeks of the season can be funny because do we rest some guys? Do we start some subs? Uh, You know, they have to have that momentum going into the playoffs, knowing that they want to be playing their best football going into the postseason. Yeah, they're going to get that by week. But with Montreal on deck in Montreal next week and then ending the season at home against the Argonauts, who are also out of the playoffs, you know, two quote-unquote meaningless games for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But I will say this about next week's game. And I know Montreal can't catch Hamilton, and Hamilton can't fall back. We know that. But I think this is a game where the coaching staff has to look at the opponent and being on the road to say, all right, what's our strategy? Are we going to go into that game against the Alouettes and start our starters and play that game as if we want to send Montreal a message to say, hey, should you make it to the East Final and we're waiting for you, this is the type of game you can expect. So that's strategy number one. Strategy number two is we're going to start a lot of our substitutes, if you will, our backup players. Maybe Hayden Moore gets the start next week, although I don't think that's going to happen, but maybe it might. The strategy there is, all right, Montreal, if you beat us, you beat our backups. But if we beat you with our backups and subs, I think that sends a message to the Alouettes as well. You could not beat us with our best players on the sidelines. So I think there's a little bit of uh, some head games going into next week's game. Uh, Here's what I expect. I expect the the Ticats to start all of their starters next week. You got through this game with no major red flags in terms of the injury bug. I know that Montreal is going to be playing hard next week, and they're going to want to send Hamilton a message to say, hey, come Eastern final time, we are going to come after you. I think the Ticats are going to realize that and say, hey, we're going to start our starters. We're going to play this game like it means something. I think both teams are going to want to send each other a message. Should be fun. I'm not sure the last game of the regular season will be fun. Uh, Well, especially for the Argos, because they're well out of it. And the Ticats, I think, will be resting a lot of their guys. And that's the game to do it. That's the game to rest the starters is against the Argos. Release the bulk of the starters. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Call in. Give me your thoughts on today's game, your thoughts on this record-breaking 13-win season. Uh, There was another record that we'll talk about after the break in terms of one of the Ticats' receivers rick at 900 chml.com is the email address send us a note on chml's facebook page or on twitter use the hashtag fifth quarter at am 900 chml at rick samprin more of the fifth quarter powered by eastgate ford continues next here on 900 chml it is a celebration in Steeltown today tiger cats beating the red blacks 33 to 12 hamilton claims their record breaking franchise record 13th win of the season, Ottawa falls to 3-13, and one of their worst seasons, certainly their worst since 
uh, the expansion year in which they finished, what was it, 2-16, and 16, I believe? Um, so Ottawa really in the dumps, and they have a number of question marks that they have to answer. But, hey, they can talk about that on their postgame show. Uh, penalty-wise, pretty tidy game for the Ticats and uh, Ottawa Red Blacks. Six penalties for the Cats for 55 yards, so really... No, nothing to sneeze at there. Ottawa, uh, even better, three calls for just 29 yards. So uh, a tidy game penalty-wise for both teams. What are your thoughts on today's game? Your thoughts on the 2019 Tiger Cats. Is this the year? Is this the year the Ticats finally get over the hump? 1999 seems like eons ago. And in the 150th anniversary of this franchise... Maybe this is just the year that they hoist the cup for the first time since 99. I think we all have that feeling. How can you not with a 13-3 and record and a 33-12 to beatdown of the Red Blacks? At Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter to voice your thoughts on the game. Vote for your player of the game. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. We have some comments coming in there as well. To Twitter we go. And Jim writes, lucky number 13, how sweet it is. This is the best team in Ticats history. It's been an absolute privilege to watch this team set a record for wins this year, and we're not done yet. Dare we say 15-3? and three. Hashtag OskiWeeWee, hashtag fifth quarter. 15-3 and three is not out of the question. This team can beat Montreal. I, I, I think we can all agree about that. The Alouettes are definitely beatable. They're 9-7 and seven on the season. They're a basically 500 ball club. Now I know there's going to be, you know, those instances in which the Alouettes will say, hey, listen, uh, you know, our defense is playing great. Uh, Vernon Adams Jr. has hit his stride. Um, you know, our receiving core can get the job done. We've got a good running game. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, until the Alouettes can beat the Ticats in Hamilton, if they should move on to the East Final, I think that remains a massive question mark. So, yeah, 15-3 and three is not out of the equation, or not out of the question at all. Uh, Stefan on Twitter says, My vote for MOP is the entire D, or player of the game, I think is what he's referring to. So the defense, yeah, the defense was stout today. You know, when you don't give up a touchdown in a ball game, you know the defense did its job. Three sacks for the D today. Teddy Laurent, Dylan Wynn, who's had a phenomenal season this year. Connor McGuff coming in, getting a sack today. The defense played phenomenally well. And I know Will Arndt isn't maybe the future star quarterback of the Red Blacks. 17 of 30 today. Uh, it's 56%. 112 yards, no TDs, no interceptions, and he ran the ball twice for zero yards. Uh, the Ticats D, you know, the top receiver for Ottawa, Caleb Hawley, uh, four catches for 44 yards. Brendan Galaners at eight carries for 50 yards. I mean, Hamilton's defense did not give much to the Red Blacks today. And maybe you can say, yeah, you know, Ottawa's offense isn't great, and it isn't. But still, the Ticats could have mailed it in on D, and they did not. And that's a good sign, come playoff time for sure. So yeah, 15-3, and three, not out of the equation. And yes, the defense played uh, amazing today 
for uh, the umpteenth time in a row. They've been really good all year. Jim on Twitter says, glad they are not taking their foot off the gas. Player of the game, Evans, of course, but he can still get better over these next few weeks. And yeah, you, you want each and every player, you want the team to continue to progress and get better. I guess the unanswered question is, you know, has this team hit its ceiling? And maybe we might not know that until playoff time. I would certainly think come playoff time, they will have another gear. I mean, they're at home. The crowd is going to be you know, menacingly loud. And I hope this team just starts firing on all cylinders right out of the gate. Because we've seen in the past, and not just with the Ticats, with you know other teams that have make, made the postseason, uh, they're kind of uh, you know a little slow out of the gate. But, you know, this team has the weaponry, certainly on offense, the fortitude on defense, and a pretty darn good special teams unit to get the job done and and amplify their game even then some come playoff time. Allen on Twitter says, uh, franchise win record undefeated at home. And that's another thing we should talk about, too. Uh, Eastern final win, Grey Cup champions, hashtag fifth quarter. Well, two of those things are true. Franchise win record, yes, they have 13 wins in the standings. That's never been done by a Tiger Cats team. And yes, undefeated at home, 8-0 and at home. The Ticats have never won their first eight consecutive games at home. Now, isn't that an astounding record as well? Because this team has been, I mean, look through the years, whether it was all the way back in the 50s and 60s and 70s or you know, the past half or even full decade. Now, this team has been a team that's played very well at home. But they've never won their first eight games at home. So the records continue to fall. Another record we should mention, and this is an individual record, and I do want to bring up the most refreshed stats, if you will. Uh, Brandon Banks has set an all-time personal uh, record high for the number of catches in a season. He now has 100 and one. He leads the Canadian Football League with 101 receptions, and he's played one fewer game than Brian Burnham out in BC. That's pretty darn special. 1,349 receiving yards on the season, and oh, by the way, he's in double digits and touchdowns again, thanks to today's 60-yard scamper. He's got 10 TDs tied with Burnham for top spot amongst receivers. If Brandon Banks is not the most outstanding player this year, someone voted incorrectly. Because this guy has brought it each and every game. And he is a, as we know, a fantastic player, an unbelievable weapon that this Ticats team, just a couple of years ago, under the brilliance of June Jones, and I don't think we can thank him enough, for saying, hey, this guy's got a lot of speed. Let's put him on offense a little more. It's worked out for both sides. It's been a win-win for the Ticats and Brandon Banks, that's for sure. Your thoughts on today's game, 33-12, the final score in favor of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML on Twitter. Uh, We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page as well. Send us a note 
on Facebook. Margaret has, and Margaret writes, Congratulations, Ticats. A great year indeed. She has three football emojis and a couple of shamrocks. Although they're not four-leaf clovers. But that's okay. We'll take it. Uh, Mark on CHML's Facebook page says, This is a great after years. Oh, this is great. No comma. After years of disappointing seasons, we can beat anybody with this team. Brad writes, Not their best game today. Evans seemed off despite 452 yards of offense. Kudos to the Cats' scouting staff. Awesome job this year. Sutton for player of the game. Well, some love for Terrell Sutton, and why not? Terrell Sutton has been a game-changing force on offense. And that's not to say, you know, he's rushing for 150 yards a game because he's not. But when he does run the ball, 13 carries for 85 yards today for Sutton, by the way. That's an average of six and a half. When Terrell Sutton is carrying the ball, he is sending a message every time. You want to tackle me? Well, it's not going to be that easy. He gets first downs. He gets big carries. He moves people around. He is a violent runner, and I love that type of running back. Because you know you are going to get his all. Forget about each and every game. Every play. He is bringing it every play. And I think as a running back, to play that type of game, that physical presence, come the third and fourth quarters when you're a linebacker or a defensive tackle, uh, or uh, you know, I, I pray for those secondary guys, but here comes big Terrell Sutton, in open field, you want to bring him down? Wow. You better call a couple of friends because it is going to take a few of you to take him down. He's He just has added a, I don't even want to say unique element. He's added a ferocious element to this Ticats offense. Mike on CHML's Facebook page says, Coach, oh, best thing to happen to Hamilton ever. And it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Orlando Steinauer is just a super guy. As he has shown so far this season, a really good coach as well. And he was a fantastic player. So it's a win-win-win for the Hamilton Tiger Cats with Coach O. He's been great. Is Orlando Steinauer the coach of the year, however? There's some people out west who are suggesting no, which is kind of hard to fathom because they're saying that Craig Dickinson in Saskatchewan should be. I don't know. There was a tweet that I saw, it was yesterday or the other day, you know, if Saskatchewan wins 13 games, uh, Craig Dickinson should be the coach of the year, hands down. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> the Ticats have already won 13 games. Uh, coach O should be the coach of the year. And yes, you can say both teams have had their backup quarterbacks pretty much all season. So that will be an interesting vote. Yeah, my vote is for Coach O. I'm going to vote for that guy because not only is he, is he an awesome dude, but he has really created some magical moments here in Hamilton in 2019. Franchise record 13th win today, 33-12, the final in favor of the Tiger Cats. And uh, it is celebration time once again, for at least for another week for the Cats as things continue to motor along. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Samper. And I will mention one thing as well, and you can also chime in on CHML's Facebook page. Uh, Brandon Banks today, seven catches, 116 yards, one TD. 
And uh, as we know, 101 catches on the season, an all-time single-season high for him. Uh, and you'll probably get to add to that tally next week in Montreal. Uh, we got John on the line. John, hang on. We're going to get you when we come back here on the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. Rick Samprin here, 33-12, to 12, the final score. Ticats over the Red Blacks. Hamilton now, for the first time, 13 in the win column. They have three in the loss column. The Red Blacks, 3-13 and 13 next game for the Tiger Cats. Saturday, October 26th, one week from today. It is a 1 p.m. start time in Montreal. We are going to be on the air at 5 p.m., so there's going to be a little bit of a gap between the end of the game and the start of the fifth quarter. But again, we'll be on the air from 5 to 6 on Saturday, October the 26th. So mark that on your calendar. We'll ch- let you know on Twitter and social media and the whole kit and caboodle 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell to call in and chat about today's game chat about to, uh, this season's tie cats record-breaking campaign rick at 900 chml is the email address you can tweet us use the hashtag fifth quarter at rick samprin at am 900 chml also broadcasting live on chml's facebook page and thanks to all who have chimed in on Facebook and have just been watching or saying hello, whatever the case is, uh, it's greatly appreciated because we'd like to, um, well, show uh, the fans my ugly mug. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, It's a great way to interact with fans and another social media platform as well. So we have player of the game votes for Brandon Banks, uh, Dane Evans, the whole team, the defense, uh, Coach Orlando Steinauer. There's another uh, person chiming in on Twitter to say Coach O is the player of the game as well. Great game calling today by the coaching staff. And it was a total team effort. And uh, this is the type of performances you want to see uh, heading into the playoffs. Again, on your cell, star 9900-905-645-3221. And John is called into the fifth quarter. Hey, John. How's it going? I'm fantastic. How about you? Good, thanks. few things. I say Kev, uh, Akari Jones for Coach of the Year for taking over that team so late and what he's done with that team. I, my, my vote would be with Kahari Jones. Uh, you know, Coach O, fantastic coach, but the best thing they did is it brought Condell back and Reinhold back. If you notice that when, when we were firing all cylinders with Caleros, those were our guys. So I think we got not just O, the whole coaching staff. Without those two guys, because our offense is, is, is like, it's, it's unpredictable. They're doing stuff that you've never seen before, which is exciting. Um, my player of the game, I'm going to give Sutton. Uh, did you watch how he he won't stop moving his legs? Those things kept going and going and going, and he got an extra probably twenty thirty yards on his carries today just by doing that. They couldn't they couldn't hold him down. He's a locomotive. He's going to keep oh. going until the whistle goes. So here's here's the wrench I'm going to throw into the tie cats. Tasker's back, and it is I don't know if Thomas Erlington's back or not. What do they do in terms of who they take out? Do you take anyone out or you keep the nucleus that we have? I say you can bring them in a little bit once in a while, but, you know, the old conservative saying, no pun intended, with, you know, the election, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, I would su- I would suggest that I'd rather have Luke Tasker in a playoff game. I'd rather have Luke Tasker than a Jalen Marshall. And I know Jalen Marshall's a great yeah, player. Yeah, I, I agree 100% but- with you. But what about, I mean, Thomas Early, you might as well sit him. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't bring him. I wouldn't rush him back unless Terrell Sutton has an injury. And you know, knock on wood, uh, I wouldn't bring Sean Thomas Rollington back because I don't think you want to mess with that mojo. That's what I'm thinking. So, two games left. They both mean nothing. You start sitting guys and resting them. 
because the last thing we need is Evans to go down. <laughs> yeah, that, no one wants to see that. I would start the starters next week, at least for the first half, see how it goes. If they're in the lead, you know, take them out. If they're trailing, you know, depending on how the game goes. But I would start the starters next week. Because it gets colder, owns are easier to break, all that stuff happens. But I have one last thing for you. Do you think Caleros is a modern-day Kevin Glenn? <laughs> Going team to team to team? Oh, yeah. That is, you know, unfortunate because, you know, Zach's a great guy and it's unfortunate that he's gotten hurt. Uh, I would say he's not a modern day Kevin Glenn because wherever Kevin Glenn went, at least he played, right? Well, I know, but everyone needs a, uh, an extra quarterback, so they're, they're taking Caleros. If you notice, Caleros has been on more teams that he hasn't really played for than teams that he's played for. Yeah, I totally agree. Kevin Glenn's been with every team. Although he hasn't played with every team, he's been on the roster of every team, and that's you know a record that I guess uh, he's somewhat proud of. But at the same, in the same light, you know, it was his talent that kept him in the league for so long. Right. Anyways, we got a good team. It's nice to see other teams looking like we used to play, and it's finally nice to see a defense, a secondary that knows how to play football. Agree with that, John. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. You can call in, too, and vote for your player of the game. Give me your thoughts on today's game and this Ticats season. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Let's go to the email. Randy, emailing in even before the show. Good evening, Rick. An enjoyable game to watch on a cool autumn fresh day. Nothing like Cats football on Saturday night. Great game tonight by players Speedy B. Jalen Marshall, Dane Evans, over 400 yards, Ted Laurent, Mike Filer, Jalen Acklin, Braylon Addison, and Terrell Sutton, Nick Shorthale, a fantastic 13 wins. Orlando Steinauer, an effective coaching year. I hope he gets coach of the year. So many to choose from, but my player of the game is Dane Evans. Nice to see quarterback Hayden Moore get in the game for some play time. Overall, this game made my weekend. On the Ottawa side, good work as always by Ottawa kicker Lewis Ward. I can't wait for the playoffs. I look forward to tonight's fifth quarter. Always a pleasure, a pleasure to hear it. P.S. By the way, it's good to hear the Hamilton Bulldogs back on CHML. And yes, they're back on 900 CHML. Uh, 13 wins. Oski Wee Wee. Time to bring out the Merlot. Good night, Rick. That's Randy in Oakville. First thing, party at Randy's house in Oakville. Uh, share the Merlot, Randy. Uh, we'll be there in a matter of minutes. Well, at least 22 more minutes here on the fifth quarter. Steven out in Penticton, B.C. is what it's called. Lucky 13, Rick. Big congrats to our cats, to all the players, coaches, and most of all, Bob Young. Great total team win. For player of the game, I would like to give it to the team. Everyone, great time to be a Ticats fan, and yes, Bob, Mike is watching. Regards, Stephen, out in Penticton, B.C. And yes, I'm sure Mike is watching and smiling that a 13-win Ticats team has become a reality. Should mention, Dane Evans, so he threw for 452 yards, right? Let me just do, uh, yes, 452. That is a career high for Dane Evans. Uh, His previous high was 442 yards against the Toronto Argonauts, Back on Labor Day. I forgot that he had thrown for 442 on Labor Day. That was his career high, uh, uh, well, until today. 452 yards for Dane Evans. Uh, Another reason why he's my player of the game today and is leading the charge in the player of the game category. He has three votes. There's two for Brandon Banks, a couple for Terrell Sutton. We also have one for Coach O, the defense, and, uh, oh, now two for the entire team 
as well. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on today's game. Vote for your player of the game at uh, rick at 900chml.com is the email address on Twitter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. And uh, chime in on CHML's Facebook page as well. Email from Anthony. Who writes, hello, Rick, another win, another record broken, a record 13 wins in a season. Offense looked great again, along with the defense. Just need to clean up some receiving routes as they looked a little sloppy tonight and were all set for Montreal next week. Player of the game goes to the coach. Great play calls all game. Oski wee wee and have a great weekend. Anthony, you have a great weekend as well. It's always a great weekend when the Tiger Cats are victorious. Matthew on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. Big win for the Ticats today. Can't believe we hit 13 wins. Team played good today. My hashtag player of the game goes to Speedy B because he was great as usual. Brad writes, Cats didn't look as sharp today. 452 yards. You would expect the score to be higher. Evans seemed to be off when throwing to the left side of the field. They have room for improvement, yet that's a scary thought if you're the opponent. Sutton is my player of the game. He was solid today. Mark on Twitter, best Ticats team in history. Great cup or bust? Woo! <laughs> Although no capitals in woo, I thought at least the W for a little more emphasis, Mark. But he does use the hashtag fifth quarter, so he gets points for that as well. Manny on Twitter writes, kicking game needs work, in my opinion. Weakness of our team, work on it. And saying that, I know Liram Harlahu missed the 18-yard field goal, the little chip shot there. But he was still 4 of 5. Hitting from 36, he connected from 24, also converted a 38-yarder, and what was the other one? A 33-yarder. So 4 of 5, yeah, most of the kicks are in the 30s. I'm okay with Liram Harlahu as our kicker. You're not going to make a change right now, so you're going to sink or swim with that guy at the kicking position. His punting has improved throughout the season. Again, it's not the ba- uh, it's not the best. Richie Leone showed us today. He's one of the best punters in the CFL, both directionally, and he just has a heck of a leg. Liram Harilahu, I don't think, is a major issue. Is he the, you know, medlocks of the world? No. But I think he's solid enough, and I think he's a good team guy that he can get the job done in crunch time. We've seen it before. I think we'll continue to see that from Liram Haralahu. I think he's an easy target. I think when you miss a field goal like that, and certainly you don't want to see that in a Grey Cup scenario or in a East Final scenario, missing a kick like that, man, how demoralizing would that be? But listen, the game was in hand. It was uh, 26 to 12 at that point. The one point Rouge made it 27 12. The Thai Cats were pretty much home and free. Back to the phones we go. Jason is called in in the fifth quarter. Hey, Jason. How you doing this uh, evening, Rick? I am great. How about you? Awesome. I got to say, 13 is a very special, sacred number to, to myself and the missus. And uh, I just want to say congratulations to the Thai Cats. They totally played very well coming off that bye week. And uh, I just want to say that uh, Billy Van of uh, Hamilton's uh, Hilarious House of Frightenstein of the past would be very proud because Igor would be singing the Transylvanian glory, glory, Transylvania, but Hamilton. <laughs> That's fantastic. I got to hey. ask, why is, why is 13 lucky for you guys? Uh, well, it's, um, 13 is, well, I'd have to say, uh, 
It just feels like I've I've uh, known my significant other Lisa, my wife, uh, 13 years before we got married, and in the new year will be 20 years. And I also had my hockey gear on today too, so 13, you know, because Halloween's coming up, you know, cha 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 cha. So you know that's that's a Jason Jason thing. I get joked around with that because that's you know people like to say, "Are you Jason from Friday the 13th?" But I, that's the running joke with me in my circles. But uh, I gotta say, Rick, I've been listening to your show. I, I appreciate you having me on, and I'm gonna I'm gonna vote I'm gonna vote the entire city of Hamilton and all its fans. Wow! As the fans of the game, I I, I just want to say that. And Rick, I just want to tell you, I'm doing a lot better now. Good with to a hear. lot of stuff, and uh, this Devil's Night, my friend, is the uh, it's going to be the first birthday with my dad being in the great gridiron in the sky, the big rink and everything else, and he'd be proud of the Thai Cats as well as the Alouettes, and he always said good things about Angela Mosca because him him and Angela Mosca met up a few times and they talked in the uh, amongst the uh, public there and meeting like you know and, and just chance meetings and that. I'm going to say, um, you know, the coaching, everything's been fantastic. Brandon Banks, Dane Evans, and, and my friends, uh, I just want to say you guys are such a great outlet for, for myself and, and for everybody in Hamilton who's on this thing to, to call in and give our best. So I'm going to say all you guys at CHML, CHCH, TSN, all you guys, I, I put the stuff on my Facebook too, you know, because uh, I, I love you guys that much, and I know I know I mean something to you guys, and I just want to say everybody's the big fans tonight. All my friends of the past, present, and future, have a good night, Rick. I'm going to spend the rest of the evening with the misses, listening to the radio, and just chilling, my friend. All right, sounds good. Thanks for the call, Jason. You too, Rick, and keep up the good work, sir. Thank you very much. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We always appreciate when Jason calls in, because he is one of the most... I know, enthusiastic Ticats fans out there and always has something uh, entertaining to say, that is for sure. One more go-round when we come back here on the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Record-breaking day at Tim Hortons Field today as the Ticats beat up on the Red Blacks 33-12 to reach the 13-win plateau for the first time in franchise history. Think about that, 150 years, and this is the first time that Hamilton has achieved 13 wins in a season. That deserves some praise, that's for sure. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell to chime in on today's game. Vote for your player of the game. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address to do so. Send us a tweet. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin or at AM900CHML. We are also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can send us a couple of comments there as well. To the phones we go again. Aubrey is called into the program. Hey, Aubrey. Rick Skiwiwi, Rick Skiwawa. I love it. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Just driving back home to Welland with my uh, two boys. Our first game of the year with them. Well, that was a great game to go to. Well, at least the second half. Yeah, exactly. Slow start, but definitely uh, turned it on. Got back to the old self after the bye week, and you know. Here we go. So how did the boys enjoy themselves today? Did you guys have fun? Yeah! That sounds like a high five. Yep, they had a blast. So who's uh, who's the consensus player of the game in the vehicle here? Uh, I think uh, Braylon Hasn't had a great game. 
He did, uh, yeah, that's know. a great pick. Yeah, a couple of long bombs. Um, you know, receivers started a bit slow, a little bit of butterfingers, but they they sewed it down, and defense stood strong all game. So it was all around a good comeback after the bye week. Uh, any plans to come to another game, including maybe even the playoff game? Uh, unfortunately, the playoff game I can't. I have to work. But uh, I've already got tickets for November 2nd, so, or, yeah, 2nd, right? Yes, get get your yeah. Argo Suck chant ready. Yep. Oh, no, no problem. We've been warming up. <laughs> Appreciate the call, Aubrey. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, and say hello to the kids. Thank you. Bye-bye. Aubrey and the kids heading home back to Welland, cheering on the black and gold. That's great to see. Coming up all the way from Well, I mean, that's a trek. That's a trek. Uh, Braylon Addison, uh, Aubrey's player of the game vote, had a uh, another Braylon Addison-type game. Ran the football twice for 18 yards, had three catches for 60 yards, and um, had a couple of big first downs. Yeah, had a couple of drops there, but you know what? you're not going to catch everything, as he's more often than not apt to do. But uh, today had some trouble hanging on the football a couple of times. Among the receivers, uh, I mentioned Brandon Banks, seven carry or seven receptions, 116 yards, and the TD. Uh, Jalen Marshall, four catches for 85 yards, uh, one of which was a 50-yarder. Terrell Sutton, four catches for 64 yards, including a 40-yarder. Addison's long of the day was 48 yards. So we have Brandon Banks, his long was 60. Marshall's was 50, Addison 48, Terrell Sutton 40. The Ticats were stretching the field today, utilizing their speed at the receiver position. And I think showing every other team in the league that, hey, you want to you want to double team one player? We're going to look to another guy to get the job done. Ticats had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different receivers today. So, yeah, pick your poison if you're an opposing defense. And running football, Terrell Sutton was great today. Again, 13 carries, 85 yards. And Dane Evans, 452, a career high, 452 yards through the air. One TD, one interception. Another email coming in, this one from Angelo. He writes, hi, Rick, just another victory for the Tiger Cats, and they make it look easy, don't they? The fact of the matter is, if we don't win the Cup in November, it's considered a massive failure. As for this afternoon's game, I thought the guys, after a week off, showed a lack of focus, which is understandable considering the visitors. But at the end of the day, we would not be denied the opportunity to make history and continuing this phenomenal season us fans are witnessing. Proud of this organization, as this generation of followers have been through rough times. Now we see the fruits of being patient, and Ticats Nation around the world are feeling it. Player of the game, my boy, Mr. Evans. Cheers, Big Ange from Stony Creek. And if you are a follower of the show, you will know that I've mentioned this before, that Ange and I exchange emails before each and every game, and he's the initiator. He'll send me a note saying, hey, this is what I think. Here's my final score prediction, and he was pretty darn close. He had the Ticats winning today 37-16. to But Big Ange, you weren't closer than me. Because I had it, and I can show everyone, although it would be difficult to do so on CHML's Facebook page. So I have to move the camera the whole bit. But I predicted 33-13 for the Cats today. And it was 33-12. Man, oh man, I can't get any close. I just can't get any closer than that. I know, I'm gloating now. 
That's more luck than anything, let me tell you. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. A couple minutes to call in to chime in with your thoughts. And Karen has taken the opportunity to do so. Karen, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Rick. How about yourself? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. No problem. 13 wins is pretty nice. I'll take that any day of the week. Uh, Won't we all? Anyway, my player of the game is not a player. I give my vote to Jeff Reinbold. Okay. Why? That onside kick, the timing, the execution was perfect. It was a great call. They, as you mentioned, executed it perfectly. Haralahu with a great kick. Uh, Jamal Roll with the great catch. And, and nobody uh, was expecting it at that point in the game. Exactly. And they didn't get any points off that, but I think they showed every other team that they might face in the playoffs, whether it's a crossover yeah. team or Montreal or even in the Great Cup, hey, you got to watch out for this. Oh, yeah. And it, it just speaks volumes. It's a, right. we, it, have, we have a great team. I can't wait for the playoffs. But for now, I'm heading back to my weekend home in Port Stanley, Ontario. Wow. That's a heck of a drive, too. It is. Well, it's all part of Ticat Nation. There you go. Safe travels and enjoy the weekend. You too. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for calling in, Karen. Yeah, it's a heck of a trek, too. But, uh, yeah, if you're a Ticats fan, you're going you're gonna to tend the games that you want to attend and cheer on this team. And that's what Ticats fans have been doing for years. Stefan on Twitter writes, I agree with you on the onside kick. Gives you a chance to practice it live. And number two, puts it on film, forcing playoff teams to respect it. Finally, our special teams coach is indeed special. I'm not even sure you have to use the word finally, because I think we can all agree that Jeff Reinbold is one of the best special teams gurus in the Canadian Football League. We've seen this for, well, many years in Hamilton. And, uh, well, he's been around the block as well. So other cities, other teams have seen that as well. Updated standings in the Canadian Football League. Well, we all know that the Tiger Cats are now 13-3, and three, number one in the East, number one in the league, also 8-0 and oh at home, and a very impressive 5-3 and three on the road. That should not be discounted at all. Ottawa next at 9-7, the Argos at 3-13, and 13, and the Red Blacks dead last also at 3 and 13. Out West, Saskatchewan at 11 and 5, Calgary's at 10 and 5, Winnipeg at 10 and 6, Edmonton is at 8 and 8, and by all accounts, the crossover team and BC out of the playoffs as well at 5 and 12. There is one other game tonight, Winnipeg and Calgary, and it is the Blue Bombers who have a 20 to 11 lead on the Stamps. So if and that's in the second quarter, uh, about five minutes in. If Winnipeg can hold on and win that game, they will go to 11 and six. The Stamps will fall to 10 and six, and that West Division is just just oozing with interest with Saskatchewan, Calgary, Winnipeg all within a game of each other. If Calgary wins that game, um, well. They're tied with Saskatchewan with both 11 wins, and I think Winnipeg is probably going to settle for that third-place position. Uh, But they've played well all season long. No doubt about it. The Bombers have been a force.
All right, we got to run. Our player of the game voted by you, the fans, is Dane Evans tonight. He had a phenomenal game, a career-high 452 passing yards, leading the Tiger Cats to a 33-12 win over the Red Blacks tonight for their record-breaking 13th win of the season. And our fifth-quarter fan of the night, he's always the first caller in, Dave is our fifth-quarter fan of the night tonight. For technical producer Lorraine Postma, my name's Rick Samperin. Thanks for joining us here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The Fifth Quarter Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.